So welcome to the Expert Edge. Today is a really great conversation. It's with one of our Self From Stage Academy students. Her name's Megan Sumrell. Now, she is a rock star. She's a productivity expert. She really specializes in helping women to escape the overwhelm and get back control of their life. Now, you're going to love this episode if you want to learn how to double your conversions on your next webinar or challenge or promotion that you're running. I just said it right, double, because Megan literally just doubled her conversion rate on her launch that she just finished up at the time of this recording the night before. She jumped on the call and she said, Colin, you wouldn't believe it, I literally doubled my conversion rate. So how did she do it? Well, she used some really specific strategies that we teach inside Self From Stage Academy, but in this episode, she unpacked them so you'll be able to learn about them firsthand from a student, not from me. These are real strategies that she's implementing. So if you're wanting to double your conversion rate, which I don't know about you, I'll be happy with that, you're going to learn the strategies that she's been implementing to do that. So we have a great conversation about how to really increase your persuasion, your speaking, your ability to to communicate from a virtual platform on this episode. And we also go into some really helpful strategies around productivity. I ask her to share some strategies and some expertise around how to really get back control of your life, probably especially during you know, challenging periods in the pandemic, etc. So you're just going to find it super helpful this episode. She's an amazing woman, Megan. Uh, she is someone who I just really respect. She's a great part of our community. And so first of all, if you are at the end of this episode, interested in finding out about Self From Stage Academy, you can head over to selffromstageacademy.com. The link is in the show notes as well. And also, if you find this helpful, I'd love for you to leave a review. Uh, you can leave a review down on iTunes. It helps with the uh, iTunes algorithm a whole lot. And make sure you're subscribed so that you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I trust this is going to be really helpful. It's super practical. I always try to like draw out the practical elements of how these students are actually implementing these strategies. So I know you're going to walk away and be excited about implementing some new strategies right away. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Megan Sumrell. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So Megan Shamrell, welcome to the Expert Edge. Hey, it's great to have you here. Thank you. It's fun to be on the other end. I'm usually listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a privilege to have you here. And uh, I'm really excited to share you with my audience. I know that if you're listening right now, you're going to take away some amazing insights from Megan because she has had such an amazing growth experience and she's just a really good quality person. And as you know, one of my goals of the Expert Edge is to really bring to you students, friends, colleagues, people who I know who I just really respect as people as well as business owners. And you're one of those people. So welcome, oh, Megan. Thank you. Thanks. It's <laughs> exciting to be here. <laughs> so tell, share with the audience like, about your expert business and kind of what you do? So like most entrepreneurs, you know, what you're doing now has absolutely zero <laughs> relevance to what you thought you were going to do in life, right? Uh, but I serve as a time management and productivity coach, mostly with overwhelmed women to really help them learn how to master their calendar and organization so that they can skyrocket their productivity again. 
and no offense to men, but most of the people I work with are moms that are juggling businesses. And when you're wearing all those hats, it looks very different than sitting down to work a typical nine to five job. Yeah, I agree. And I know that when you generalize, you're always going to offend someone, yep. right? Like that's just the commonality, right? Just so, as, yeah. and just as a side note, I know most of you are experts and business owners. Whenever you generalize, you're going to offend someone. So just accept that, right? Yep, but exactly. I'm not going to lie. I would say that is so true that women have more contextual complexities than men as a generalization. Now, sure, there are some men who have that level of complexities, um, like absolutely, there's always going to be some, but as a generalization, sure. I definitely think that women have more contextual complexities. And is that kind of why one of your passions is to help them? Absolutely. Cause I, you know, prior to stepping into this space, I had a 20 plus year career in the IT world um, where I actually went in and designed systems and processes for very large scale software organizations. So I've always been you know, a productivity systems processes, organizational junkie. And when my daughter was born, I was still, you know, working that job. And all of a sudden, like every system tool, everything I had done to manage my time, how I managed my calendar, my task list, all of that, like literally none of it worked anymore. The minute this little six pound thing just like arrived in my life. And I spent several years just, at a point of severe exhaustion where yes, I was getting it done, but at the cost to myself. And so that's when I knew like, I have got to find a better way. And the real moment for me was being at the park one afternoon, she was about two and a half. And the lady next to me is pushing her kid on the swing. And she says, what do you do for fun? And I literally did not have an answer. None. It's like, I don't know. I don't remember the last time I did. So that's really what kind of was the birth of me shifting into this space. And first for myself, having to figure out like, what is it that's so different now? And then I recognized everything. So start from ground zero. How am I now going to juggle all of these things? And friends and family noticed a change in me as I started implementing these new ones. And so I was invited to help other groups. Then it just grew from there. And now here I am seven and a half years later, where all I want to do is any woman that is feeling that same way I did go, we're going to fix that. Like you're going to get your life back. Wow. I love that. Now, what you just shared then and what you tapped into was in, in our self from stage Academy, which I know you're a student of is what yeah. uh, my signature story. And it was a story. I, it is still hard for me to share <laughs> in case you it's can't so tell. powerful. Like I'm watching you well up and I can feel the emotion of it. And it is so powerful. And I know that there's probably when you share it, when you run your challenges or you run your webinar classes or something, you probably go extrapolate that and yes. go deeper into it. Uh, but I could feel the power of that already. And so I'm curious, has that been something you've been working on lately? It really has. And you have so many tips and strategies in the program that it, you know, first tap pass, it's just so overwhelming. Cause when I went through it, you know, I, I, I had an offer that I knew was good. I had a product that I knew was good, but it just, my conversions weren't where I wanted them to be. And I knew I was like, okay, I really need to really zero in on mastering this, this presentation aspect, selling from a webinar. Cause mm. you know, there's no stages right now. And so after consuming the course, which I just continued to go and rewatch stuff, I was like, all right, I've got to pick out, you know, the one thing at a time that I'm going to 
zero in on, get comfortable with, and then take on the next one. And so this last, the last launch that I just went through, the number one thing for me was signature story, get comfortable with it, share it, get it out there. And then secondly, um, tackling those micro decisions and mm. really just dripping them out. And the whole energy of the entire boot camp, even though I can't see their faces, you can feel it in the comments. You can feel it in the responses and homework that people do. And it was a complete game changer this time around. It was really fun. So can you share with the audience, because we will get into some productivity stuff uh, as we go in, but I'm curious, I mean, probably everyone listening is has or wants to run a webinar or run a challenge or run some sort of launch. And so in the context of you learning this process, tell me about the journey that you've been on. Like, what was it like the first time you ran a challenge or, you know, like a launch or promotion and how were those results? And then what were some things that, that started to shift in? Cause I know recently you mentioned to me, you literally doubled your, Double you doubled, you doubled yeah. your conversions <laughs> guys. Did you hear that? She doubled her conversions in the last launch, doubled. Like that's not like 10%. Anyway, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> Double your conversions. And you also doubled your price, didn't you? Uh, I did. Like, yeah, you doubled your price. You added like a high level investment. And so tell me about, but tell me about the journey because it doesn't start there. Tell me about your journey and the frustrations, the challenges you had when you first started and what it's been like. Yeah, so as part of my you know, former career, I did a lot of training. So I would go out and, and train large teams. And so, you know, speaking, training, talking, it's very comfortable for me. But what I was doing very wrong, I, any opportunity I have to be in front of a group of people, I go into, okay, well, let me, I'm here to teach, I'm here to train. And you know, always want to come from a place of over-delivering, over-serving. But yep. what I didn't realize was happening was two different things. One, it was either too much. And so I was overwhelming um, half of the listeners that were just like, I, I, oh, let's go back to step one. <laughs> I don't need 10. Uh, and then the other half- Let me give you 48 <laughs> steps to get yeah. this done. It's like, what? You got 10 hours? Let's do it. <laughs> totally. I'll do that in the next 60 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. And then the, on the flip side, the other half, I had the, the launch prior to this last one, I was getting peppered with questions on how to do something very specific that I cover in depth in my program. And I was like, oh, I'll just show them. So I did an added bonus live where I gave away stuff that is usually part of my paid program. And I actually got emails from people saying, you know, I was about to buy the program, but after I watched that video, like, I think I'm going to wing it on my own. But what pains so what me was not, that mistake? Yeah. yeah well, and I mean, tell it's, me about not, that. it's not the painful part of I lost the sale. The painful part is it wasn't enough for them to be massively successful. And I know that yeah. it was it was enough to get them started, but I know what frustrations they're going to have without the follow-up mm. that's in the course that now they're going to miss. And so it's a missed opportunity for them. Mm. And so I had to get crystal clear on what is my teaching free content versus what do I know for them to be successful that they really need in the program and keeping those boundaries so, and I've, I've watched you do it and I've, you know, 
heard it through the cell from stage as well of just, I actually had to put a post-it note up on my computer this time during the entire program, which had the line of, you know, free paid, like mm-hmm. just, and that's all. Cause that was my reminder that when a question would come in that I knew was in that needed to be in the program for me to say, well, you know, here's a 10 second answer for it. However, all the steps of how to do it are covered in this. And I would even say what module it's in. So it didn't sound like fluff. It really is in there. That's cool. Uh, I love the specificity of going, it's in module three when we talk about this, if you want to go deeper in it. Yeah. And so it's been, it's been a real transition for me Mm -hmm. to learn how to present, teach and, and focus on, as you teach, just the transformation and instilling the belief system in them that they don't have to be stuck where they are today and that I know I can help them get there because I do know that. And so focusing all my energies on that side of the journey, as opposed to my old trainer mentality of let me teach you how to do stuff has been a complete game changer. Um, And a lot, I mean, it's all the exercises that that I continue to revisit through your program that just help me fine tune it and make it better every time. So what have been some, just for the listeners, like whether they're, you know, interested in self from stage Academy or not, I'm curious, what have been some of the, the turning moments for you content wise that you've kind of discovered through this, you know, methodology that have made the biggest difference for you? So, you know, I've mentioned the signature story, obviously, and it's it's one I will continue to work on and craft, but I don't know what, you know, I think some people have a really hard time with it. Being vulnerable is not something that's easy for me. And I grew up in a, well, grew up, I'm an adult, but <laughs> I spent so many <laughs> years of my up. life being in an all-male industry where I just felt like I had to shut all that down. Yeah. So it's been- Did you, before you b- before you joined the program, were you sharing your signature story no. like on a deep level or were you, no. what, what were you doing with your signature story part before that? So I had a, you know, quote story that mm. I shared that wasn't really the true vulnerable moment with me. I felt, um, I think some of me hadn't fully healed from some of that either. So it felt weird sharing it. I didn't want to come across as someone who was still a complete hot mess. I mean, I am in my own right. Everybody is right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all have that, our moments. <laughs> yeah. But that part of it, parts of it were still so raw. I think I was avoiding it. And I had just honestly a fear of not looking like I had my stuff together, which is now I realize so stupid, but I had just this years of, you know, you got to package it up and look just right mentality from that corporate world for so long that it was hard for me to just kind of break those chains off, I guess. a little. Well, I think a lot of people make the mistake of thinking their signature story is about credibility. They think that- the main purpose of my signature story is to show them that I know what I'm talking about because yeah, there's and this- you know, you nailed it. I think you're right. Cause when I think about that, like for me to go and, and admit to a bunch of people that I literally cried myself to sleep for two years every night, that doesn't, uh, boy, yeah. Now I'm sure you want to swipe your credit card now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's when you get in that, that mindset. But what I'm realizing is the more honest I am about that, the more belief all of my people have that, oh, 
well, if she's got this now, well, I can do, if she can do it, why the heck can't I? Exactly. And yeah. that's what I want for them to believe because it's yeah. true. Yeah. And did you, because I know core premise is a big part of what we focus on inside there. I'm curious about what you've, you know, and whether you know it off by heart or not, it doesn't matter. I'm just curious what the core premise work you've done around what that, you know, that main focus of where you're going is. So for me, it is really around, so there's two things that I share a lot. One is structure creates freedom mm. and, and getting people to understand how that fits in their life. And then secondly, you can have it all, just not at the same time. And that is what I think so many women are, are doing. And that's why I, I always use the word work-life harmony, not balance. Balance mm. does not exist. And getting people to understand that subtle difference is what really opens their mind to going, okay, I don't have to give up everything. Mm. I just need to find different ways to structure and package how I'm doing stuff. And so what's really cool here, and you, I know you're probably aware of it because you know the methodology now, but you're actually like that belief that you just shifted then for the audience who are listening. And even for me of like, there's no such thing as it's not a, the goal isn't balance. It's about creating harmony, that belief shift, you know, like that I can imagine would be crucial for your audience to believe for them to be actually just ready to mm -hmm. say yes to the next level, which is represented in, in a program or an offer where they can truly commit to changing their life. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that something that you've consciously put through the program? You know, I don't think it has been something I've consciously done. And I'm thinking through how the program rolls out now. Subconsciously, I put yeah. it in there. It wasn't yeah. a conscious thing. Well, but it's go. happened through the program. How it looks now is not. Is this your, your program? Or yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. And it's not how it looked 18 months ago either because of the feedback, the constant comments, you know, interaction with the people who've been through it, how that changes as it goes. And tell me about uh, when you're running challenges. I think one of the biggest fears that people have is what if I'm speaking and no one's responding? Like, you know, you know, those moments where you, you speak, especially on a virtual stage, like on a video, you're doing a Facebook live or you're doing a webinar and you're, and, and you, you, it's this weird moment of, I'm just talking and I'm filling the air and I'm like, are people even getting this? <laughs> Does anyone like what I'm saying? How have you evolved in that process in running your challenges and what do they look like from before and now? Yeah. So it's funny because when you're on a stage, it's so easy because you're seeing their faces, you're reading the room, you know, hands up, whatever, but virtual, I'm like, I don't see anybody. And, you know, first you have to get over that fear of you're looking at the live number of counts. And oh I mean, yeah. And how often, I mean, I know when I was first starting out, you know, you go live and you'd see like no eyeballs and then one, and you're trying to mentally You're trying to keep that person on yeah like and okay drops, i'm gonna pretend i've got 500 to, people here <laughs> and then they drop off and you're like, oh. <laughs> um, but again uh, the big change was i, I just kind of did the okay megan who cares how many people just go just teach they all catch the replay anyway and i honestly missed a tremendous opportunity because i just assumed this is going to be one way because they're not in the room, I can't ask questions. So I just, again, would put on that teaching hat 
mode. And then the whole thing that you teach around micro decisions. And, and now I went back and rewatched actually your latest launch to see what you teach in practice. I love to go watch and, and see how people are doing it. And I found myself, even though I knew what you were doing, I already bought the program. I'm sitting here going, yeah, oh, that's me. And I'm chiming in. That's so funny. And the, the shift in energy, even though you're not in the room, you feel it. Mm. It just changes as people are popping on. The smallest yes, the smallest, oh, that's me. And that was my, between my signature story, the, the other thing I said I really want to zero in on with this last launch was that. And so I had embedded, went back through my notes for each day and put like big highlighters to remind myself, you know, tell them to, you know, drop a whatever in the comments or ask which part of this they're resonating with. And I did that at least five or six times over the course of each day, which is about 30 minutes. And the number of people that continued to show up live day after day was so much greater than the last time I had done it. And then just that, again, that energy, I, when I opened the cart, I went into it from a place of knowing that there were people ready to buy mm. because of that interaction. You could just feel it. So good. And that's, I mean, we get that a lot, actually, a lot of students say for the first time I had people even asking me mm -hmm. to join the program before you'd even made the offer. Like people are yeah. saying, seriously, how do we get on board with this thing? I remember one of our promotions recently, it was funny because someone commented, it was like, what was the comment? It was something like, come on, Colin, I seriously just want to give you some money. <laughs> something like that, you know? And it's like, people are desperate. And that's the, I mean, how cool is that? That's such a good quality problem to have prospects going, how on earth can I seriously just give you some money? Because as opposed to people, which is kind of old school going, this is the offer. You have to do this. Like, this is the only way to get it done. And it's like that real, like controlling, pushy kind of energy. But if you do your content right, by the end, they're going, how on earth do I get inside this program? I, and I've never experienced that until this time. And it was on Tuesday. Yes. And I had two women reach out and say, I, I'm taking a trip. I'm, I, I know you're going to pitch something and I'm not going to, can you, can I just get it now? <laughs> So good. My God. <laughs> That's so good. What a good quality problem. Yeah, it was great. Oh my gosh. That is just amazing. How has your philosophy changed in and your feelings around selling, making an offer? Well, the biggest, the biggest shift I noted, I noticed this go around. I mean, of course you always get nervous. Of course there's always, and you've got to talk yourself out of the what if game and all of that. But this go around to be able to come into it from a place of, I know there are people out there that need my help. I know there are people that I can help. And my whole purpose of doing this entire boot camp is to simply help as many people as I can. And whether they choose to buy the program or not, I don't even care anymore because I know I'm serving them. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I don't feel awkward when I pitch my programs anymore. It feels like an obvious next step at the end of the boot camp. I don't feel weird about it. And I, I went back and 
I'm not narcissistic, but I do go back and watch the videos and take notes so I know what to change for myself no, the next time. That's just smart. <laughs> um, so I went back and watched the pitch and compared to the pitch from the previous session to this one. It was just so natural and smooth and fun because I didn't feel weird or slimy or sleazy or anything talking about the program because it's of value. And if people can't afford it right now, I know I gave them a ton of value in the boot camp, and they might come back around next time. And that's great. That's so good. Uh, and it sounds like where if they don't buy, you know, at least they're not overwhelmed as well. By, exactly. You know, there's 200,000 things to do. And I don't know where to start. Because I mean, that's what we find a lot of the time is like, if a prospect isn't ready to fully commit to the whole process, they get overwhelmed really quickly because there isn't the level of commitment. And so that's what I love about what you're doing now is you've actually kind of, I wouldn't say lightened the content. You've, you've focused on a different kind of direction with your content. And so it doesn't overwhelm yeah. them, which is, which is just fantastic. And it's really getting them to believe, you know, before I was just teaching and I was missing all that important part that mm -hmm. I learned through your program of getting them to believe in their own transformation and, and to be there and to connect. And I had people that came back to this one saying, I came back for a second round and they didn't buy last time, but they did this time. And so who knows, you know, how that snowball effect just continues to happen as well. So good. Now, as we end, I do want to get into, I would love you to share like one or two little productivity principles <laughs> or hacks or things like that, especially for the women. I'm sure the men can use it. Uh, but, but, but before you do that, I'm really curious if someone is thinking about joining Self from Stage Academy or putting themselves down on the wait list to find out when it's open next, like what would you say to them? Well, if you... If, if doing webinars or eventually whenever we can be on a stage again, um, but if you plan, if, if a core part of your business is doing webinars, live launches, whatever you want to call them, but where you are live on the internet talking to a bunch of people you can't see, your business can't afford not to take this program. I am in other programs that teach a lot of other stuff about business, but when you are ready to say, this is an integral part of my business and I need to learn how to master the art of teaching and presenting to then pitch a product. This is where you need to be. I haven't found anybody else that is so zeroed in on just this one skill. And I mean, this one skill doubled my conversions, hmm. you know, that's, that paid for itself. And then some in one simple launch, I think, you know, I, I did a small webinar right after taking it a much smaller webinar with a small $47 product. Yeah. I paid for the program by using your and slide deck, really and changing, changing my content to match your flow in a slide deck, threw it out there, did it once. And it paid for the program on a $47 product. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's when I was like, okay, now let's let's get really serious about this program, Megan. Like, let's go all in here and make this that, work. That is so good. So you can, with integrity, say that the Self from Stage Academy has has really taken your conversions and just how much money you make, how many people you serve to the next level. Oh, and it will continue to do so because mm. the next go around, I'm going to pick off the next thing that you teach and say, now I'm going to master that this time. So I have no doubt. It's just going to keep going, no doubt. So good. And I know that sometimes people have hesitations of like going, 
what if I get into this program and it doesn't deliver? Or what if I get into this program and, you know, there's no support or, um, you know, you know, cause there's, you know, I don't know oh, this, yeah. in, this, you know, this industry is getting bigger and yeah. there, there are some programs that you're like, Oh, you know, I wouldn't really recommend that program because I didn't have a great experience. Like what's been your experience inside the Academy and support? Well, I mean, first of all, the content in the Academy, really, you leave no questions unanswered, quite frankly, but sometimes, I mean, I know sometimes I still want to talk through some of it and you hold those calls a couple every month where you can come on and have a hot seat session with you. Mm. And, you know, I am someone where if I invest in a program, like, my, my number one goal is to say, how fast can I get my money back out of this? Like, yeah, I, I love I'm that. gonna go do it. And so get in there. Like I just went in, I blocked time where I sat down and said, I'm gonna go consume this content and make a list of my questions. And the first opportunity I get to go ask Colin specific questions, I'm gonna do it. And I continue to do that. And yeah. so you're there, you're available. The content is, is fantastic. I'm curious with the content, did you feel like, it was, you know, how sometimes I've done programs before where I feel like there's just content in there for content's sake. How's the content feel as you go through it? So I'll be honest, when I first pulled open and saw the number of videos, that was my first fear. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be so much fluff. <laughs> so much fluff. I love that. I mean, it, you know, the person who talks about themselves for 30 minutes and then teaches you one thing. Um, yes. And so I was concerned about that because I was thinking, how much is there really to learn about how to sell well from a stage? Well, it yeah. turns out there's a lot to learn <laughs> and there is a ton of content, but every single bit of it, it was constantly hitting pause, me taking notes, hitting pause, me thinking about what to do about it. So no fluff, but a lot of, and what I love is now I can go back like I did when I said, okay, let's zero in on this micro decision thing. Go back and watch the training on that a second time really get your head around it. So it's broken out in ways where you can then go back and get that tune up as you need on the specific areas, which is great. Oh, that's cool. Love that. Love that. Well, I appreciate you sharing everything. Um, so honestly, and, uh, about the program, uh, I would love to hear some hacks for people or principles, uh, for I'm not the... going to give you any because ah! I hate the word hack. Not hack. Not hack. No. Give me a principle. Like, give me okay. something that would shift someone's thinking or would just be helpful for someone's philosophy, even of understanding how to manage their energy, their time, especially, you know, like a busy mom, an entrepreneurial mom, or, you know, just a busy woman uh, and, a, and a guy uh, could, could use for helping them move forward. Yeah. So, at the heart of all of the time management coaching I, I teach is this premise of doing weekly planning. And I've got very, a precise methodology of how you go about creating a weekly plan. But the whole purpose of it and everything I teach on how to do it is to really chip away at what I feel is the number one problem that is sucking everybody's productivity, which is context switching. And you mentioned you, you wear a lot of hats. So when I think about, you know, in my life, all the hats I wear of, you know, I actually own two businesses. So two businesses, mom, wife, volunteer, caregiver, pet owner, chauffeur, cook. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on is how often under the guise of, you know, I'm a great quote multitasker. Do we find ourselves cooking dinner while helping with homework while just slipping in that quick email 
while trying to record something while responding to the Facebook message. And we're, oh, let me go change over the load of laundry. And it's every five minutes we're taking off one hat and putting on a new one, or we're trying to wear three hats at once. And so our brain is never all in on anything. And in a corporate setting, you know, it's very easy to walk into your job and put on your, your job hat and stay in that focus for eight hours. You can be very productive. But when you're working from home, and especially now with virtual school, you know, I am lucky to get 45 minutes of uninterrupted focus time. But I know I get that multiple times a day because how I've restructured when we do certain things so that I'm minimizing that context switching. I'm not going, you know, I'm not getting mommed every 30 seconds. Uh, well, I have my days, don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not sitting here going, how much can I jam in today? And how quickly can I bounce back and forth doing it? Instead, it's, I'm, I'm not gonna touch that right now because now I'm sitting in here at this very intentional time block. So that's really what I always encourage. And the first thing I have everybody do when they come in the program is to complete a time audit. And then we go highlight it of all your different hat swaps. And it's astounding for people to see like literally every 15 minutes they're switching context all day long. And that's wow. such a powerful eye opener of like, oh God, I've got to stop that. So that is the number one thing that I'd love for people to figure out how they can minimize that. So good. And why is doing what you do helping women take back control of their time and their film it, et cetera? Like, why is that your mission at the moment? What, what really drives you? Well, I don't know why it happens. I wish if I knew the why, that'd be the million dollar question. But for some reason, the more roles that women take on, I mean, when I look at my life 20 years ago as a single woman, I mean, you know, I do whatever the heck I wanted, whatever the heck I wanted. And now you add all these roles of family responsibility and especially when you become a mom and then if you're growing a business and all of that, what subtly happens and it doesn't happen overnight is all of your energies and all of your time slowly get prioritized in serving others. And it's slow, it's subtle. And particularly when you add a baby in, I mean, you have to, they can't care for themselves. But then you find yourself one day where you realize you can't remember the last time you prioritized yourself or you put your needs above the needs of others. And then that shift, then we feel guilty because we've been doing it that way for so long. And so to get out of that space of feeling guilty for prioritizing yourself and to step into a place of recognizing I am a much better mom and wife when I prioritize myself than I am when I'm not. Wow. You just dropped a bombshell right at the end there. <laughs> I love that. That is so powerful. That, that idea of you create this, you know, philosophy of looking after others and then it just gets bigger and bigger and, you know, just creeps in and more. And then obviously you have a child and that is healthy to look after the child. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's it. There's, there are healthy versions of that, but it, then it just doesn't stop. It just keeps on going. And then, and then you got nothing left. Yeah. I mean, the other day, one of my students asked and it pained me because we were going through an exercise of actually creating the time on your calendar for yourself. And she's like, well, how much is too much? I stopped and I said, it's how much you need. There's no rule to this. She's like, this makes me uncomfortable. I said, I know, but at the end of this, it won't. 
it's like that, welcome that's to where the program. so many people are right now like they feel uncomfortable saying no this time's for me yeah wow love this well it sounds like you are really making an impact on women's lives and I know you've got such a big heart and an amazing skill level. So if people are interested even in, in what you do and, and something that they could grab you know, for free or just try to kind of get to know you, what's the best places for them to connect with you? So I've got, it's going to be changing soon, but right now I've got a great time management cheat sheet that you can go grab at theworklifeharmony.com. And also I've, my podcast has the same name, Work Life Harmony. And so I do a ton of just really micro tidbits each week on some good time management um, uses. And I'm just Megan Summerall everywhere on social media. So it's pretty easy to find me there. Yeah, great. And when you say, is it worklifeharmony.com or the worklifeharmony? It's the worklifeharmony.com for that freebie. Thank you. Yes. That's great. Just want to clarify. We'll put them all in the show notes anyway. Okay. So Megan, it's a pleasure having you in the community of Self from Stage Academy. It's an honor to be able to coach you and, and to advise you in certain areas of, of your life. And I know you could advise me in some areas of my life. So <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you having someone of such quality in the community. And um, thanks so much for your time. Well, thank you. And thank you for having this program that just changes businesses and changes lives. It's great. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.